0: you'll find anywhere what's up World Report family we are back with another great edition of building rapport uh, joining me is a very special guest he's joined me before uh straight from the daily wire crane and co jake jake crane joins me jake thanks for joining me man uh let's talk let's jump right in dude uh albert had a bye week yep and they have played five games Give me your assessment of Hugh Freeze's first five games on the Plains. You know, how are they doing? Are they on track to accomplish the things that he's setting out to do? Uh, you know, what do you feel about these first five games for Hugh Freeze?
1: Yeah, well, uh, first off, thanks for having me, Mike. Love coming on and chopping up with you guys. Y'all do a really good job. Look, I I think he's doing a. I, I think Auburn's fine. Um, I, I think they're on the right path. It's kind of been chalk about what a lot of people thought through this five game stretch. You know, you had the tough one at A and M uh, that that you dropped, and then obviously Georgia. We know how talented they are, and and you put up a hell of a fight. I I think the things that that I were that I was looking for, and and some positives that I've seen. Is Auburn? You know they're not committing a ton of penalties. They're playing clean. You're not seeing a lot of miscommunication on the sideline. The flow of information seems to be really free. Um, and it, look, it, with the talent deficiencies that, that this Auburn team has, and that's not saying that Auburn doesn't have any good players. Auburn has some 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 very high quality players, and and I thought Coach Freeze and them did a really good job in the portal. We'll see with Peyton Thorn down the road how much when that pay, how much that pays off. But when you look at it from from a totality. Right From a on-the-field standpoint, they're out there fighting their guts out. They're doing everything they can. You can tell they want to play for, for the coaching staff, which is huge. They want to play for Auburn. There's no quit in them. We've seen adversity hit them. They battled back from it. We'll see how they do against LSU. I know we're going to get into that. But then you look at the recruiting front and what Auburn's doing. There's a lot of momentum there, a lot more than it, there's been in Auburn in a long time. You look at the alignment of the fan base behind the team and the coaching staff. And I've said this, since you know, Auburn started getting that that momentum going in recruiting during the offseason, and it seemed like the players and the staff were gelling. When Auburn is aligned, Auburn is unbelievably dangerous. And you're gonna have you're gonna have to get through the choppy water to get to the smooth water. I say you, you gotta be able to see the beach through the forest. Auburn's gonna have to take their lumps a little bit this year. And that doesn't mean you can't be critical sometimes, right? It's descent is good. the, the coaching staff isn't perfect, the players aren't perfect, right? That's for Georgia, for example you basically had to pitch a perfect game on both ends to win it from a personnel standpoint on the field. And from a play calling standpoint from the coaching staff, that's almost impossible to do. Having to, having to be able to do that with no margin for error is very tough. But when you look at the direction that Auburn's going and you can feel that momentum, as an Auburn fan, right, we we felt it when it was bad, when when it was fractured, when we felt like you know we weren't going in uh, in the right direction. But it doesn't feel like that right now. And you may get upset after a loss, and you should. I always say the standard at Auburn, losing should never be acceptable, but reality should. And where reality has us right now is that you're building. Right, you look to your left, you got a giant in Georgia. You look to your right, you still got a monster in, in Nick Saban in Alabama. We know what LSU is capable of under Brian Kelly. Texas and Oklahoma are coming in, so it was a must that Auburn got the right guy to point them in the right direction, so Auburn can compete at the level that the fans, the team, the administration, and the donors expect them to. And I feel like Auburn's on that right track, so it's it's going about how I thought it would be. Uh, I had him at three and two through this point and, and it's not going to get easier. I I can promise you that, but this team is going to be where it needs to be. Eventually, as long as they continue to let coach freeze and his staff do what they do.
0: Jake, a lot of the conversation at Auburn, especially offensively, is centered around quarterback. Uh, when mm-hmm. Auburn has been able to find a serviceable quarterback, it's been championship time. Go back to 2004 when, J- when it clicked for Jason Campbell, undefeated. They got Cam national championship. Nick Marshall, they came really, really close. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, they were one game away from the playoff. Uh, they brought in Peyton Thorne. Uh, Right now, Peyton Thorne is on pace to throw for fewer yards than Robbie Ashford did in nine starts last season. You know, I know you said that you feel like they're headed the right direction, but I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Do you think Auburn missed on Peyton Thorne or is this production more a product of the system? How do you see what's happening at quarterback?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think we got to kind of look at some circumstances, right? Because sure. everything, everything is circumstantial. Auburn right now is recruiting that quarterback for the future. You look at a guy like Walker White. So what happens if you bring in a guy that may be able to stay at Auburn for three years or four years from the transfer portal? Do you still get Walker White? Now, once Auburn gets cranking to where they will be, I think those two things can exist if they want to go to the portal. And Auburn sure. is that attractive and has won and shown the ability to do the things I think they're going to do under Hugh Freeze. But if we're just talking about Peyton Thorne's performance so far uh, of what I thought that Auburn was going to get with Peyton Thorne, I, I do think he's been disappointed, but not just because of, of the lack of pass yards. I look at on the road and that's what worries me about this game. You go out to Cal. Okay, which that's not an SEC team. That's not SEC speed. And he struggles. You go to Texas A&M, tough place to play. Very tough place to play. And like I said on, on many of the shows I went, I, I went on the, after that week, I thought he turned it down. I was shocked that, that we weren't talking about you know, physical mistakes. It was him kind of collapsing in the pocket, not even getting to the check down. I mean, I, I still don't think he's thrown a ball away. Then you look at the way he plays at home. It's a lot different Peyton Thorne than you get on the road. So I I thought Auburn was going to get a guy that could come in and may not have the strongest arm, but he could put the ball where it needed to be consistently. And I'll say this, against Georgia, he put the ball where it needed to be consistently and the Auburn receivers did not come through. Was Peyton Thorne perfect? No. But I thought the wide receivers, and and sometimes the DB makes a great play. Like the one with Malcolm Johnson, that's a great play by the DB. DB, Sometimes you got to just tip your cap. That's how it is in every sport. But there are some plays that you have to make. And you have to make those plays in big moments. And I thought Peyton Thorne put some balls in some spots where the Auburn receivers have to help him out. But overall, I expected more from Peyton Thorne. If anything, mentally being able to hang in there and do the things that an experienced quarterback that played in the big 10. This isn't a freshman that came out of nowhere. This isn't like the kid from UTEP on Wednesday night that had taken 14 snaps in his college career and was making his first start on the road. This is a seasoned player. This is a coach's son. And look, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of big games. He goes down to LSU and lights the world on fire. You can change a lot of minds. So I'm not, I'm not saying that he just can't. And Auburn got a terrible quarterback. But I don't think he's played. I think we can honestly say this as well as what his ability is and that his experience has shown.
0: By the numbers, Jake, Paythorn is about a 60 to 62% completion percentage guy. Uh, you know, I'm going to spit some numbers at you really quickly. So uh, he averaged about 30 attempts a game at Michigan State uh, in that 11-2 season and also in the following, I think it was 5-7 and seven campaign. Uh, they didn't make a bowl game that year, but obviously they had some issues going on there. Uh, he was widely believed to have had great receivers. Keon Coleman was there with them. Like, I mean, he had some dudes at receiver. Uh, but the, the, the yardage floor was a lot higher because, quite honestly, there were way more attempts. Uh, How do you explain Albert just not letting him throw the ball more because he's right around 60 something percent, but he's on pace for about 11 to 1200 yards of regression over what his floor was at Michigan State. Are they just not throwing the ball enough? or, you know, what's going on here?
1: Well, well, I I think that's a product of what's around him and what's working. I I mean, what's, what's been the best weapon that Auburn has had offensively. It's been the run game. Even when teams knew they were going to run it, they've had success. And when you don't have a ton of depth on defense as well, you want to be able to give them some rest on the sidelines. So I think it's a combination of things. It's never really one thing. And you look at Auburn's wide receiver room, Auburn really doesn't doesn't have an elite guy at wide receiver. The best pass catcher they have is Rivaldo Fairweather. I think Jay Fair is going to end up being nice I expected more out of Javarius Johnson but Auburn does not have depth in that wide receiver room I mean hooks really hasn't you know lived up to the billing we saw one-handed yeah. catches during practice and all this other stuff uh Camden Brown's on the back of a milk And I mean nowhere knows nobody knows where that guy is and and it just seems like Auburn uh right now when you look at what's working and you have to dance with the one that brought you Peyton Thorne and Auburn's best weapon has been the run game and Peyton Thorne's legs and you try and use that to throw off of, to put what's a deficient wide receiver room. And look, Peyton Thorne, there's been open wide receivers that Peyton Thorne's missed, right? This isn't a one person, let's blame this one person. It's it's a totality thing. But I think Hugh Freeze and the staff is leaning on the strength of the team. And right now, if you go out there and throw the ball 30 or 35 times with a deficient wide receiver room, and that's not your strength, and you leave 20, 25 runs out there that you didn't, that you didn't play, because you wanted to make sure you threw it enough, is that really putting the offense and a thin defense in the best position? So I think that's it's a mixture of those things.
0: Yeah, I would like to see these receivers get a a few more opportunities. I mean, on average, these guys are maybe getting like three attempts a game, right, Uh, to catch balls. You know, we talk about the quarterback getting into a flow, but, you know, the receivers, how do the receivers get into a flow if you're not, you're just simply not getting the ball's thrown at you. Uh, and then when you are getting balls thrown at you, they're in critical situations. It's third and long, or it's, you know, some deep throw that you absolutely have to make that play. And then fans freak out when that low percentage throw is not caught. Um, I, I, I'll i be interested to see if Hugh freeze and Phillip Montgomery uh, can scheme up something that, plays more to Auburn strengths, but that's what I wanted to ask you next. Uh, Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. Hugh Freeze has openly said that uh, he's struggling a little bit with not calling plays. Yeah. Uh, it seems like there may be uh, a little bit of a tug of war between those two on what to do. Uh, we've got had reports of going into the week with one game plan, changing that game plan midweek, uh, given how it's looking offensively, uh, you know, if you're Hugh Freeze, what do you do here? Do you let go of the reins completely, or do you imprint your, you know, your ideology onto this offense yeah. to make sure that it goes right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question, Mike. I do want to touch on one thing that, that we just talked about, though. I think one way that Auburn could, it, it, you try to help that by by getting the receivers in the rhythm, it, rhythm is through quick game, right? Like bubble screens, spitting it out sure. on now screens, but the Auburn receivers have to block like that that's been a big yeah, problem sure. when they've tried to spit it out there the Auburn receivers just aren't blocking well and if you can't do that you might as well hand the ball to Jarquez Hunter and let those five offensive yeah, linemen yeah. or you get an 11 personnel let those five uh, five offensive linemen in that tight end block and see if that you can spring you so we'll see if they do more of that but i want to put this what you just said in a real world perspective <laughs> right I, I want you to think about this if if it applied to somebody that that wasn't a football coach cuz it's very very hard when you have built yourself up All the way from you know the lowest point in your career when you started out to being the head coach at Ole Miss, right? By calling plays, you were the play caller. That is the best thing you brought. That's your flaming sword if you're Optimus Prime, right? That's your bow and arrow if you're Legolas. And all of a sudden, right, that happens at Ole Miss. Okay, it goes down at Ole Miss. You wonder if you're ever going to get to coach again. You get a job at Liberty. You're coaching the place. Hey, it works out. It works out so well that you get an opportunity to coach in an even better place than you got let go of before. So yeah. now when you get what's going to be maybe your last big opportunity, are you willing to take away your superpower and not do that when your butt's on the line? That's, that, think about it if you were in a, a salesman. And you were the be- you had, had built yourself up as a salesman. You were the best at going in a living room. I don't care if you're selling globes or insurance. And you could just sell, sell, sell. And you built yourself up to where you're the top salesman that all of a sudden you get hired by this big company to manage a bunch of salesmen, right? And you don't get to go make any sales anymore. But you're expected to hit a certain amount of sales that you know if you were selling stuff, you would really help get to that number. And your butt's on the line. Would you not be able to go out there and sell it? So yeah. I, I like to put this in a real world perspective because we saw this with Gus Miles on. This is his superpower. You're asking Superman not to fly. You're asking Batman not to be rich and nuts. Like it just you're this is it's hard to let that go, especially when this may be your last shot. So if it's me, it's like Sark, he's calling the plays. Right. Like some of these guys, it's like, I don't care if I'm the head coach, right. if, if I'm the OC, I am calling the plays because it is, excuse me, it's my ass on the line. If it doesn't work and my superpower doesn't work, I can sleep at night, man. But imagine getting fired and not knowing if it would have gone different if you were the you one that done. was in yeah. control of
0: me. Yeah, it's 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 always an interesting conversation, particularly at Auburn, uh, when the last three head coaches have been offensive guys, and then when you have offensive struggles, very frustrating for fans. Um, you know, Hugh Freeze. I uh, counted two things when he came in. He said, I developed quarterbacks and I turn programs around quickly. Uh, so I think, you know, again, if you can demonstrate those things are headed the right direction after year one, you're going to get a lot of grace from this fan base.
1: I, uh, I, I will say too, Mike, there's, there's a quarterback in an old place where Hugh freeze was that every time I turn on the TV, you know, and I know it's not playing against the, maybe the greatest competition in the world, but, Caden's uh, got a little witch in him. I don't know anything. Nobody's told me anything. I'm not saying that that Caden uh-huh. Salter's going to Auburn, but I tell you what: every time I turn on the TV and I see him doing what he does, you know the spidey senses really start tingling. You know, imagine this guy and a familiar offense. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that
0: out there. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I I think that you you brought up an interesting point about bringing in guys who have eligibility and how that affects. Uh, your current recruiting, so you know, do you get Walker White if you're bringing in guys who have experience and eligibility? It's going to be interesting to see what tactic they take. Ultimately, when you are a top tier program, it's not something you worry about. Like Kirby and saban are worried for about sure, packing guys at quarterback. They're like, We're Alabama, we're Georgia. Yeah. You come here and you play, and you know, well, you I mean, if you are you
1: bringing in rich. a guy to be a mercenary while Walker White. Well, Walker White, uh, it's tar- that's tough to say, Walker White Red Shirts. That's it. Say right. that one eight times fast. So,
0: well, kids, uh, kids don't want a red shirt these days.
1: No, they uh, don't. But sometimes, yeah. though, in specific cases, like you look at Arch Manning, you look at some of these other guys, they understand, you know, typically because they have good counsel around them. Look, red shirting is one of the best things that can happen to you. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best things that can the happen lost to art.
0: you. It's a lost art. Uh, Great conversation, Jake. I want to end today's discussion talking about the rest of Auburn's schedule. Uh, Auburn had a bye week the first week in October. Uh, They face LSU on Saturday in Death Valley, but they also Mm -hmm. have both Mississippi schools at home. Uh, And then the November slate consists of Vanderbilt, Arkansas, New Mexico State, and, of course, the Iron Bowl. How do you project the last seven games of Auburn's schedule? And what does Hugh Freeze need to do here to make sure that he produces something that he can continue to sell to recruits, say we are headed the right direction
1: well the first thing if you can if you can take care of business at home i mean you, that's a quality win over ole miss if you can get it and then the iron bowl i mean i don't have to sit here and explain to y'all how huge that would be right, right. now if i was a betting man which i am uh i, I would bet all, it'd probably be seven and five right you think they would finish you know four and three uh let's say you hold serve at home between ole miss and and uh, Mississippi State, you beat New Mexico State, and you beat Vanderbilt, that gets you to seven. So now the question becomes, can you can you steal one out of LSU on the road, Arkansas on the road, which we'll see with Arkansas. It seems that place is falling apart more by the day, and, and they got to go to Bama this week, which isn't exactly a, a morale, spirit-raising situation. Uh, and then you get the Iron Bowl. So if you can steal one of those, I predicted Auburn to go eight and four before the year. You get to that number, which would be massive, would be absolutely massive. Now, I'm not assuming the Ole Miss game is going to be a win. I think Auburn's better than Mississippi State is. I obviously think Auburn's better than Vanderbilt is. I think Auburn's better than New Mexico State, uh, even though I got a ton of respect for Jerry Kittle. But if you're able to hold serve at home between those three games I mentioned and steal one of at LSU, going to be tough, at Arkansas, going to be tough, against BAM at home, Iron Bowl, First year starting quarterback at Bama, uh, maybe figured out some things, but, but things for Hugh Freeze health, right? Auburn's got to catch breaks. They, they don't have enough depth. You always got to catch breaks, but when you don't have a ton of depth, you have to catch
0: breaks. That's yeah. kind of
1: where Auburn is.
0: Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I agree with you. I think that Auburn is a better team than Mississippi state. Uh, they are at will Rogers, man. I, she has fallen off without Mike. Well, I mean did, their yeah. offensive
1: line, Mike, I mean their offensive yeah. line, just they can't even pick up a twist, man. Like that's the part that shocked me the most. Yeah. Like I know it's going to take exact time, but I mean, you can't pick up simple stunts. I mean, and will hasn't been great, you know, but it just, it's weird to watch. Cause Woody marks is a hell of a player at running back. You know they yeah. got a few cats running around at wide receiver, but defensively, I thought they'd be better too under Zach. Even though it's it's technically really his first year, that that surprised me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you're projecting the rest of the schedule, I think the wins would be New Mexico State, uh, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Right, so that gets you to a bowl game. Now, can you pull off what would be widely viewed as an upset between LSU? Uh, you know, Ole Miss and Alabama and and maybe Arkansas, right? Like which one of those games do you think Auburn is most likely to win? LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Alabama.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's easy to say Ole Miss because it's at home. Not that that's going to be an easy game. That one's going to be tough. You know, I'm looking at that Arkansas game and Arkansas always, Auburn always plays at Arkansas. It's, it's, they always give them a, a heck of a fight, right? Like we've seen crazy things happen in that series. I feel like that's a team where we'll have to see how KJ and them progress. KJ has a a pattern of of getting beat up, especially toward the end of the year, even under the Stan Enos offense. They obviously are, you know, it's they're a one trick pony with him and Rocket Sanders. It's a hell of a trick, but they're a one trick pony. Uh, I would say probably uh, give me Ole Miss at home. That That's the one I feel like, you know, the Mississippi schools, that they struggle in Jordan Hair a little bit, uh, and and Hugh Freeze being from Ole Miss, I think that's going to be a very emotional game. I think Auburn's going to get up to play it. Deep down, I still don't trust Jackson Dart. I just don't. Um, but I tell you what, I picked Auburn to win the Iron Bowl, Mike, and I'm sticking with that.
0: All right, all right. Well, uh, I know Humphries probably likes that prediction. Uh, they've got some work to do. They're gonna make that manifest. Want to thank Jake Graham for joining me here uh, on the War Report. This building report segment uh, is is always fun. Jake, uh, before you go, tell the people where they can find you and hear your stuff.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I mean, you thought lately I was Kim Jong-un, man. But uh, no, just uh, it's easy. Go to YouTube, C-R-A-I-N-N Company. We're on Apple Podcast, Spotify. We go live each weekday morning, 6.30 to 8 a.m. Central. Uh, we talk a ton of Auburn, ton of college football, NFL. We have live call-ins and a live chat. It's a lot of fun. If you, if you like talking ball, having a good time, I, I think you'll enjoy
0: it. Guys, that's it for another great edition of Building Rapport. If you want more content like this, please hit like and subscribe. We are The War Report on every single social media platform. TW Rapport on TikTok. We're signing off. And as always, we're Eagle.